just want to do God's will. The kind of revolution that the world needs is a Christian revolution. If you want a miracle, you've got to expect it to happen. You're the recipients of God's grace and God's blessings, and you rejoice in that reality. Welcome to Life Today Live. I'm Randy Robinson. Good to have you here today. And I am wearing my uh, ORU Golden Eagles t-shirt today, Oral Roberts University, because, well, I'm an alumnus, proud alumnus, uh, great experience, great education, met my wife there, and my best friends today are people I met there at Oral Roberts University. Uh, but I've got the president of Oral Roberts University on with me today, Dr. Billy Wilson. He is also the chair of the Pentecostal World Fellowship uh, which includes Empowered 21, and he hosts a television program called World Impact with Dr. Billy Wilson. And I got to tell you, I have literally been around the world and run into ORU grads doing great work uh, in lots of different areas. Uh, I've got some really wild stories actually about that. I won't bore you yeah. with those today. But here's the interesting thing. Dr. Wilson has a book out now, and it's called The Power of One. So how do we tie in this idea of one individual and a world impact? Well, you're going to find out today, and so I appreciate you guys being here. Chat is open if you're watching this live. We appreciate your comments always. And if you're watching in the replay, we like your nice comments as well. But uh, Dr. Wilson, welcome back to Life Today Live. Great to have you today. Yeah, thank you, Randy. Always good to be on with you and look forward to sharing today. It's an exciting time wonderful time of the year and um, we're just thrilled to be able to share a little bit about the power of one today well and let's dive right into that because I mean as I pointed out you you have sort of this global impact thing going both with the university and the theme of your television show but yet you chose to talk about the one what are you saying there yeah you know Randy several years ago empowered 21 which is a global network of spirit empowered leaders around the world, uh, we're together. We were talking about the network going forward, what would keep us at the table. We have all the uh, large Pentecostal denomination heads and uh, large networks around the world, Charismatics, Pentecostals. And uh, they say, you know, one thing that would keep us at the table is trying to do something bigger than all of us or than any one group could ever do on their own. And out of that emerged a vision that every person on earth would have an authentic encounter with Jesus Christ through the power and presence of the Holy Spirit by Pentecost 2033. Well, we started that about uh, 10 years ago, and now we're within a decade of that 2033 moment, the 2,000-year anniversary of Jesus going to the cross, the resurrection from the dead, uh, the giving of the Great Commission, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. And uh, we're really serious now about reaching the world. In about a year and a half or two, I was ago, I was away in the mountains of Colorado, and I was praying about this big vision. And I, you know, I really said to God, I said, is this a pipe dream? This is totally impossible. Eight billion people in the world. How do we reach them all? And I really felt like the Holy Spirit said to me in that moment, one person at a time. Yeah. And that got me to thinking about repersonalizing the Great Commission, bringing the Great Commission back to the individual. And how if we can reach one, we can reach everyone. And so that's what the power of one is all about. The power, the latent power in every individual's life that when they are converted to Jesus Christ, there's a celebration in heaven, but there's a release of potential on earth that uh, creates repercussions through generations. 
you know, you and I both are, are sort of in a space where we, we do reach around the world, you know, uh, through our outreaches, uh, we, we reach people in remote random places that, yeah. you know, 99% of us will never even visit much less think about, but what everyone can do is reach that, what, what scripture calls a neighbor, literally a near one. How important is it for us to see that person that God puts in our path today as that yeah. one more? Yeah, you know, and I really believe one of the things the Holy Spirit's doing uh, in this new moment as we've emerged from the pandemic and Generation Z is sort of coming front and center in the world, the most individualistic generation in the history of the world, mm -hmm. is refocusing us back on the power of the individual. I, I call it the repersonalization of the Great Commission, sort of Mark's version of the Great Commission, to go and share the good news with all and everyone, every single creature mm -hmm. on the earth. And it's going to take everyone to get this done because all of us reach people that no one else can reach. And so uh, sensitizing our heart to this new view of the Great Commission that God is really calling us to reach everyone. We've talked about people groups. We've talked about unreached nations. We've talked about the masses. And I'm for reaching the masses, and I do a lot of that in my ministry but really what God's calling in my heart is to see people again the way Jesus sees them. You know, Jesus went out of his way at times to reach just one person. Yep. Sort of a mystery in, in the scripture as we look at it, that Jesus would bypass a lot of people to reach one. The, the woman at the well in Samaria, he, he goes out of his way to encounter this one woman who is really struggling relationally. But when he reaches her, it opens up the entire area of Samaria to the gospel. Yeah. Or Jesus going across the Sea of Galilee to reach one man in Gadara, a demoniac. He was possessed with a legion of demons. And when we finish the story uh, recorded in Mark 5, we think, wow, Jesus went all the way through a storm across the sea to reach one man. Why? Because ultimately, it would open up the entire region of Decapolis. And as that one man shared his testimony, people would be open to the gospel. And just two chapters later in Mark, they're begging for Jesus' ministry in the area of Decapolis. When one person is reached, God opens up an entire vista of new people. We see this continue in the New Testament. Uh, Philip is called from the greatest revival in his ministry to go to the desert to reach one African man, an Ethiopian, mm -hmm. and it opens up Africa to the gospel. And now there are more Christians in Africa than any continent in the world. And on and on and gone, this process goes through history of God helping us focus on one person and it opening up the masses. So when we reach one, we're participating in reaching everyone. And, and I want to call on those that are listening, watching today to say, look, uh, you can do this. I have a, a, one of my staff members here at ORU when I was talking about this principle about a year ago and preaching on it a little bit in chapel at ORU. He said, you know, Dr. Wilson, he said, I score the lowest of all of my spiritual gifts on evangelism. Said that is my lowest score. I'm pitiful in this area. I'm not gifted at all. He said, but I can do that. Yeah. I can reach one person. Yeah. And so if we can focus on reaching one, one near us or one far away, reach one. And through that, I believe God will help us reach everyone. You know what I, I love about it? what the, the examples you gave? Okay. You're talking a woman with a bad reputation that was yeah. hiding from the rest of the people in town. And you're talking about a dude that was possessed 
that we would call mentally ill these days, right? Uh, or at least, I mean, just these are the people that that we are kind of taught to avoid. We would think if I want to reach that town, I need to reach uh, the the governor, or I need to reach this celebrity, this influencer in today's language, right? Yeah. But when we are led by the Holy Spirit, and this is where I think your your remarks about again the Holy Spirit leading is critical, because God knows things that we don't know. Yeah, How absolutely. critical is it that we we let Him lead us, even when it leads to that one person that we think it's yeah. it's really not the best person to make yeah. the biggest impact. Absolutely. You know, Randy, as I've studied this, you know, I think the one conversion that has caused more people to be converted to Jesus Christ than any other testimony in, in history is actually the thief on the cross. Jesus was always searching for the one, even when he's on the cross <laughs> and the thief confesses him as Lord. He says, today you'll be with me in paradise. Mm. And that testimony has allowed people all through the ages that are on their deathbed to say, even in my dying, there's still hope. I'm still breathing and giving their life to Jesus. I believe probably more people have been saved because of that one thief and murderer's testimony than of anyone else, perhaps, in Scripture. And so we never know. We just need to reach the people God puts in our path and the Holy Spirit leads us to over and over again. And we'll be surprised when we get to eternity at how many lives have been impacted by their testimony. A thief on the cross, a woman that's had five husbands and living with a man, right. a person that's a demoniac, uh, an alone uh, eunuch in the desert uh, that Philip reaches and on and on it goes. Uh, God calls us to people and he sees every person Randy is important. I think that's part of this repersonalization of the Great Commission. Yeah. God sees every yeah. person as super valuable. You know, the old adage, if, if I was the only person in the world, Jesus would have come and died for me. That's true. If we're the only person, he would come for us. He leaves the 90 and nine and comes searching for the one. Mm -hmm. And uh, he calls us to do the same, to look for that one person that we can uh, bring the good news of Jesus to. Yeah, and you know, a, a Samaritan woman was a part of a, a different culture than Jesus and one that the overall culture said, you can't talk to her because she's not of your culture. And we hear that message these days, and I just go, no, that's not the gospel. I can talk to anybody, right, as long as I'm talking about Christ. So here's the, here's the question. How do we do it? Is it a, is it a tract? Is it a, a, you know, three steps to salvation kind of thing? How, how, do, we, how do we reach the one when we find the one? Yeah, well, I think you see it embedded in uh, these conversions. Our own personal testimony of meeting Jesus Christ is the most powerful story in the world. Mm -hmm. And understanding our own story, you know, I was a 16-year-old. I came from a broken home. My parents were divorced. My dad was a preacher, left my mom when, when I was five. I grew up uh, brokenhearted, away from God. And Jesus forgave me of my sins and then began to work on my heart to forgive my dad of his sins. Ultimately, my parents came back together when I was the age of 20, and my dad became the greatest cheerleader in my life and ministry and one of my best friends in the entire world. My testimony is one of the most powerful things I possess. And I think we just need to understand that the person next to us needs to hear what God did in our life, how Jesus changed us, kept us, how he's there for us. 
And if we'll share that, uh, we can really help the world know Jesus. Also, I have a little formula that I use and I tell about in this book I've written called The Power of One. Uh, it's called the ABC formula. Every time I go to China, it seems I lead somebody to Jesus through this formula. It's very simple. Ask, believe, confess. So when I'm talking to somebody and I say, you know, it's easy to know Jesus Christ. It's as easy as ABC. Ask him into your life. Believe that God raised him from the dead and confess with your mouth that he's your Lord and you will be saved. So the ABCs help you sometimes when you're in that critical moment trying to help someone know Jesus Christ. But more than that, your story, your personal story of meeting Jesus, finding forgiveness, finding hope, finding love, joy, and peace in the middle of the world will change other people's lives. Yeah, and you know, I love the simplicity of that because that's what the gospel says. That's literally what the Bible says. And a lot of times people, especially religious people, make it way more complicated. Well, way, you gotta way do this. too you gotta, Right? And what you're saying is right. What you, Whoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. You, you believe right. in your, with your heart, confess with your mouth. You was, I mean, it's, it's really, the gospel is so simple that there's a, yeah. a beauty to it. Um, yeah. But it's, some people think it's way too easy. It's like, yeah. you can be yeah. a bad person and still come to Christ that <laughs> easily. Exactly. It's like, as you say, thief on the cross yeah. easily, right? It, easy. It's like that, that's the beauty of, well, uh, of the Of course, gospel. it helps us, Randy, if we realize we're all sinners, come mm -hmm. short of the glory of God, and only through Jesus Christ can we be saved. That sort of levels the ground. So, you know, are there good sinners, bad sinners? Obviously, some people's lives are really torn apart by mm -hmm. their failure before God. But uh, through Jesus, all of that can be forgiven. Mm -hmm. And so no one's without hope until they stop breathing, okay, until they go on into eternity. And that was proven by the thief at the cross and it's proven over and over again in our world every day. So don't give up on someone. Yeah. Uh, somebody listening today's probably got a loved one, a family member, really out of the way. They're far away from God. They're struggling in their sexuality, their journey, uh, their responses. They're cold or indifferent in their heart. Don't give up on them. God is still seeking them. He's leaving the 90 and 9. He's looking for the one that is lost. And keep joining him. Keep praying. Keep loving. And don't give up hope. You never know. That one person may turn into the greatest preacher of the gospel right. in the history of the world. So don't give up. <laughs> Jesus is able to change their life. So true. So true. All right. We're talking to Dr. Billy Wilson. Uh, this is the book he's referencing, The Power of One. And you're seeing it there on his website, drbillywilsonbooks.com. You can pick up the book wherever you get books. But if you want to follow up with Dr. Wilson there, that's a great place. And of course, um, I don't have the graphic for it, but you can always go to oru.edu to find about school. By the way, the uh, classical education with a Christian worldview is getting harder and harder to find these days. So if you know anybody that's college bound, I'm always a cheerleader for, for Oral Roberts University. Tulsa is a great place, beautiful campus, more wonderful things going on there. So just just put that one at the front of your list if you're college age or you know going into college or if you know someone who is going into college. And I'll, but I want to I want to ask you about uh, something, uh, Dr. Wilson, because I know this comes into play, especially with that college generation, that Gen Z generation, and is the temptation sometimes. Um, to, to fall into a ditch on one side of the road or the other. And, and I center it around uh, John 1, 14, which says that, that talks about when Jesus came to the earth, the word became flesh. It says that he, he came from the Father full of grace and truth. Yeah, and you know, you know from your experience that when you're talking about evangelism, 
there's there's two ditches we can hit real quick and one of them is is having only grace it's like whatever you're doing is okay you know there's no there's no go and sin no more as jesus said to the woman at the well and the other one is to fall into the, the ditch where it's all just it's cold hard truth you're a sinner you're going to hell if you die without jesus and no grace yeah. how critical is it that we balance the grace that where jesus says i i, I don't condemn you you know but the truth that says D don't don't keep living in your life is sin. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, Randy, this is the dilemma of a new generation. They're trying to figure out how do I witness to my friend and yet not approve their lifestyle and yet make them feel that they're loved. So right. I always say to them, acceptance is not approval. Uh, you know, as Christians, it's going to come through where we stand on truth. And don't be afraid to stand up at ORU. We're very clear of who we are. You know, I tell people that, uh, or you've got a great education when I have a short time to speak, I say it's Harvard full of the Holy Spirit. And we haven't given up on either. We have high education at ORU at the highest standards, and we're getting better all the time as educators. But we're also committed to the power of the Holy Spirit at the same time. And we're trying to help this generation understand how do I witness to, to my friends, embrace them, love them, hold them, care for them, but yet not approve of their lifestyle. And so truth is key, but also grace is key. I like your scripture full of grace and truth. They're not antithetical. We think they're opposites. They're not. It's like holiness and love. Holiness and love are not antithetical. Uh, John Wesley found it. He talked about being made perfect in love, and that was true holiness. And so God is both love and God is holy at the same time. He's not two separate things or part of the time he's love and part of the time he's right. holy. No, he's love and holy at the same time. And sometimes loving a person means telling them the truth. In fact, all the time it does. But sometimes you have to do hard love, difficult love, and have enough courage to say, you know, the Bible teaches this is not right. If you keep doing this, you're away from God. And so it's a tough journey for this generation. We talk about it all the time at ORU. I'm trying to help them be strong enough in the Lord to say to their friend the truth of Scripture and yet put their arms around them at the same time. You know, Dr. A.R. Bernard said to me something I've never forgotten. It's been many years. He said, it's grace that allows us into the sinner's world, and yeah. it's truth that gets them out. Yeah, that's that's a great word. And I it, love it. It is in Scripture in that order, grace and truth. And I, I, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but I do see some significance in that where in Jesus' life. And we're, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to be strong enough in your faith to be able to be around people that are complete unbelievers, complete sinners, yeah. and not be yeah. drawn into the sin. Um, but you don't isolate yourself. You, you get to a position of maturity where you can walk into their world in order to pull them out. And that requires, you know, you're, yeah. Or use emphasis on the Holy Spirit. Yeah. It requires a Holy yeah. Spirit sensitivity and leaning. Randy at Or Roberts University, we want to be Christian. You know, some people say, well, you know, some universities are liberal, some are conservative. Yeah. We would be considered conservative, of course. But really, we want to be Christian. Yeah. Jesus sometimes offended the liberals and sometimes offended the conservatives, okay? Yeah. He was God. He had grace and truth at the same time. We want to be Christian at ORU and stand on what God's Word says clearly and do it with love for everyone. Yeah, I love it. And, and man, I, how long have you been there as the president? 
Yeah, I'm in my 11th year, Randy. Oh, I'm man. enjoying this. It keeps you somewhat young. My body is not as young as it was, but my heart really is. These young people are amazing. I love Generation Z, this new generation. By the way, for you that are listening or watching, they are the greatest generation in the history of the world, and they're going to change the world more than any generation ever. And so I'm so honored to be able to pour into them every day, love them, embrace them, and serve them as president at Oral Roberts University. Well, so since you've been there 11 years now, you've seen uh, kids come and go. You've seen you yeah, know, a couple a of full graduating or several graduating classes. What are you seeing in the lives of those I know yeah. their lives were changed by ORU and God yeah. sent them out on a mission and they've been doing it. What What are you seeing on the backside? Well, I mean, we're in an amazing season at ORU, Randy, for one thing. We've had 15 years of consecutive enrollment growth and we're the largest ORU has ever been, quite a bit larger than when you graduated in the mm -hmm. early 90s. And in the middle of that, we're seeing amazing life change. The, the quality of student coming to ORU today is really at a high level. Again, we haven't compromised who we are as Christians at all. In fact, the spiritual energy on this campus since the pandemic has been through the roof. We mm. have a prayer movement going on every night of the week, and it, our prayer room is full. Young people touching heaven over and over again, people answering the call of God. Our missions program is getting ready to set a record this coming summer with people going on mission around the world. Great. And so it's a very exciting time at ORU. And I've seen us change between the true millennial. When I first became president, they were principally our students, late millennials, and now Generation Z. And I've got to tell you, Generation Z is amazing. They, uh, they are studious. They're serious about their studies. They're pragmatic. They are a bit more individualistic than other generations, but... They're also ready for a move of God, hungry for the reality of the Holy Spirit. They want authenticity. They want what's real. Yeah. And they're going to change the world, I'm telling you. And they're ready for this challenge to bring the good news of Jesus to every single person on planet Earth, one person at a time. And so it's a, it's a thrill to see what God's doing in their lives. And I've been here long enough. I'm starting to hear from some of our graduates yeah, now. Yeah. And as you mentioned, our students go all over the world when they graduate from ORU and they touch people in every sphere of society, uh, from being doctors and lawyers to teachers and uh, business leaders, et cetera. And it's just a thrill to see what the Holy Spirit does. We teach students to hear God's voice, mm -hmm. to live full of the Holy Spirit, and to make an impact in the world for Jesus Christ and his kingdom, and it works. I love it. And, you know, and I love the, the message in the power of one, because this is not just a calling for students at a Christian college, right? And it's yes, not, right. no. it's never too late to step into it, no matter how old you are. Uh, so for that one person who, who's, you know, they're, they're in, they're not in the middle of everything, right? They're not young. They're, you know, God's got them somewhere, and they maybe they think, uh, you know, that's great for the young people. But yeah, what do you say to that person who who thinks maybe they are in exclusion to this calling? Because yeah, I don't see that anyone right, is. Randy. <laughs> Randy, shamelessly, I'm going to show the book on on screen today, mm -hmm. and just mention to our viewers again: you can go to drbillywilsonbooks.com uh, or. Uh, you can just go to Amazon and get The Power of One. The Power of One is written to mobilize today's church mm -hmm. for a new emphasis of Great Commission effort. When the 2,000-year anniversary of Jesus' resurrection, the giving of the Great Commission, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, and Him going to the cross comes, I want to be able to lay at His feet the most significant effort at Great Commission fulfillment in the history of Christianity. Mm -hmm. 
And I'm calling every single person, the grandmas, the granddads, and the young people, and everybody in between to join this effort. You can touch someone's life. If you know Jesus, you have a story. Your story can touch someone. Don't be afraid to share it. Open your mouth, open your heart, embrace people. Yes, use the truth of God's word, but also let his love fill your heart for them. And you can make a profound difference. I promise you, listen, when Billy Graham walked the sawdust trail uh, in the ministry of Mordecai Ham in Charlotte, North Carolina years ago, no one knew he was going to be the greatest evangelist perhaps in the history of Christianity. But it was one person giving his life to Jesus. And the potential within him was then unleashed for all of us to enjoy and be blessed. The same with Oral Roberts, the same with Reinhard Bonnke, and on and on the list goes. Somebody brought them to Jesus Christ. D.L. Moody was won to Jesus by a shoe clerk, a person selling shoes, just a Mm. normal shoe salesman. (laughs) He brought D.L. Moody to Jesus, and D.L. Moody's ministry changed the world. So don't be afraid to share what you have found in Jesus Christ. And remember the ABCs, ask, believe, confess, make it simple. Love it. And you never know the person on the other end of your testimony may be the person that changes the world more than you. You may be in a wheelchair, you may be in a nursing home, you may be afflicted and can't get out much, but you can still share your story, write cards, make phone calls, send emails, and share the good news of Jesus with everyone you can. And by sharing with everyone, we can reach everyone in our generation. I love it. And that's the truth. The power of one, well, guess what? If you're a believer in Christ, you're the one. You are the one. I hope you hear that today. Dr. Wilson, thank you so much for your inspiration, for your leadership, and for taking time to talk to our audience today. We really appreciate you. Great to be with you, Randy. Always, we are so uh, so excited about what God's doing and what he's going to do this next decade. I'm so glad I'm alive <laughs> for this season, and I'm looking forward to what God's going to do. Well, he wants to do it with you if you're watching. If you don't know him, ABC, call on him. Believe and confess you will be saved. I uh, appreciate you guys being here. Hit share. Let's inspire others. Uh, and always, we'll, we'll, we've got more for you all tomorrow and next week. We'll see you here on Life Today Live.